going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Vile Files. I am your host, Nick, and do we have an episode for you. The Ivan Hall is with us today. Uh, a lot of people have been anticipating this podcast because Ivan tweeted about how Teasing much it. he had to mm-hmm. say and how the person who was going to be the recipient of that podcast was going to be fortunate. Uh, for whatever reason, Ivan uh, selected us <laughs> and we are grateful. <laughs> Lucky for it. us. It's an interesting episode. I think Ivan had some warming up to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you people know, people should stick around for what's revealed he, later. Well, I I I we certainly we you know because he tweeted about it and posted about it, we were like you know we try to dig deep. So we we talk a lot about I guess other people early on, mm-hmm. and then we get more into the specifics about Ivan's journey. And he definitely delivered when it came to uh, the Chelsea Aaron uh, hotel room phone scandal. Yep. Um, so overall, I. Uh, I think Ivan delivered. Uh, you know, certainly we, you know, well, yeah, I think that's all we have to, to yeah. say. It took him to, it t- I think he was yeah. nervous. You yeah. won't be disappointed. I think he was nervous early on. Um, anyway, we thank Ivan for coming on and um, hopefully all your burning questions as it relates to Ivan's journey are answered. Uh, we, I felt satisfied with his answers and uh i i thought uh he did a great job and um if you ever doubted ivan i don't know if you will after this or if you thought you knew what went down you might not he certainly fills in all all the gaps Mm -hmm. yep i guess we'll just let you listen to the episode if you are in a situationship of any kind dating troubles ups and downs we have a very popular podcast on Mondays called Ask Nick where people write in their dating stories and and uh, we share some perspective. People find it helpful. If you're one of those people uh, and you're tuning in to this podcast for the first time to check out Ivan, be sure to tune in to that. And we are back next week recapping uh, Michelle's premiere uh, of her season. Very excited about that. And uh, if there's anything else, uh, Remy Bader is our guest next Wednesday. The very wonderful and delightful Remy Bader talking about all things uh, fashion, body positivity, uh, confidence, self-esteem, dating. Uh, really great conversation with Remy. Really enjoyed her. Uh, real, real delightful person. You won't want to miss that. And if nothing else, let's just get to Ivan. Ivan, welcome back. Hey, I'm glad to be back, Nick. Glad uh, we able to set this up. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate you. Uh, choosing uh this podcast is uh is the platform to speak your truth uh you certainly created uh quite the uh stir uh, by tweeting um how much you anticipated and wanted to uh share uh, your story and that the recipient of of said story <laughs> would be um quite excited to to be the person to share it so thank you and i guess i'll just turn it over to you since um you you definitely called your shot so to speak i guess the people want to hear what you have to say so i guess my first question is what was the moment while watching the show that you felt compelled to post that on your social media platforms uh, about wanting to speak your truth. Oh, that tweet there. Jeez. I mean, it ha- <laughs> I mean, I definitely had to be just because of the whole, 
um, you know, Chelsea Aaron situation and whatnot. Um, things got heated. Um, some of my actions, you know, might not have made too much sense to people, but you know, in in the day, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't think that too was going to go that viral, but it definitely did. Um, and you know, I, and I definitely chose your podcast because honestly, I did like the, I did a ton of podcasts after Bachelorette, and yours was definitely one that I really enjoyed doing. Like talking to you, got to meet you too. So um, just glad to be back, and you know, really just ready to talk about you know talk about everything. You know, uh, thoughts going into the show, how the show went for me, you know, all the craziness at the end with Chelsea, Aaron, Alexa, the hotel, um, and yeah, just kind of ready to put it all mostly in this one podcast and then just let it, let it, let it be, and you know, kind of fall right. off into this. Well, yeah. well, let's not hold back. Let's, let's not, not mostly. Let's just, let's just give the people what they want. Ivan. Let's just start, I guess, in the beginning in terms of you mentioned uh, thoughts on going back uh, on paradise. You, you seem to me to be the little bit I know about you, a very thoughtful person. Uh, obviously we've spent time getting to know you, um, when you first came on about, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, a lot of people have careers in this show, but it's not as common for someone say like yourself who, you know, has a, a career as an engineer and has continued to work in that field. So what was the reason you went back on, uh, paradise? What were your expectations of the show? And was it a foregone conclusion or, is it something that you had to ponder and consider? So yeah, yeah. Going back to my bachelorette experience, it was a plus all around. Um, you know, um, didn't leave with Tasha, but she ended up with the perfect person. So like, it worked out. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Um, and I was very grateful for that experience. You know, after that ends, you know, Bachelor in Paradise is an option. Uh, had to get through Matt's season two though. Um, so I was very excited and looked forward to you know potentially going on a Bachelor in Paradise situation. Obviously, it's like I get to hang out with more of my guy friends again. Then there's a ton of women there. So statistically, it'll probably be higher chances that I end up leaving with somebody. But then like during kind of like Matt's season, there was definitely a little bit of like apprehension, I'll say, raised uh, mostly just because of all like the race scandals and with Rachel and, and Chris Harrison. And then I think I got caught up a little bit in it when uh, a lot of headlines were out there saying like um, Ivan um, would feel on, won't do Bachelor in Paradise if Chris Harrison's the host. Um, they twisted my words there, definitely. I said I'd be uncomfortable with the, uh, if he was the host, but I would still do it no matter what for the most part. So I'm not going to say no matter what, actually. There was a lot of discussion, and um, I think Bree actually alluded to this a little bit on y'all's podcast last week where she, we had this whole, like, Black coalition from, like, Matt's season's girls and, like, from uh, Tasha's men and we were trying to like figure out things and like if paradise was going to be a, you know, a good option for us to even do. So um, definitely some apprehension into, into going with paradise with all that kind of stuff. But, you know, as time we're on, um, um, I think, you know, that kind of stuff, I, from my perspective, I wanted to, you know, give the show a, another chance. I know it worked out well for myself and, you know, and having talks with, you know, Chris Harrison called me on the phone, had a great conversation with him, um, talking with the producers and how they wanted to make this season of paradise different than any other season ever. Um, that, you know, that got me excited again. And of course there was a lot of, you know, a ton of women I wanted to meet out there and, you know, potentially leave with somebody. So you, you said Chris Harrison called you? Is that, is yeah, that public yeah, knowledge? Like there was, uh, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, I think some people know, like my friends and stuff know, but like, no, yeah. I mean, there was like, cause there was a headline out there, 
um, when I did this, one of the shows on E where I said I would be uncomfortable if Chris Harrison was the host. It went viral because everybody said Ivan's not doing it if Chris will be there, obviously, but that's not what I said exactly. But yeah, he, he reached out to me, you know, um, you know, and we had a good conversation, you know, um, it was just two grown adults talking about things and, um, you know, it was, it was a good conversation and I, I wish him all the best. Um, and I was like, dude, there's no ill will towards you. It's just, you know, as the person who's like the authoritative figure of the show, it definitely would honestly make me feel uncomfortable at that time based on how things were going. Did you, I mean, obviously he ended up leaving the show. Do you, yep. after that conversation, did he make you feel more comfortable or were, was your comfort level pretty much the same, but you certainly just respected him reaching out? No, I, I, yeah, I definitely fully respected him reaching out. Um, yeah, we had like a 30 minute conversation. He was just trying to pick my mind, um, um, on things. And he was just like, he just kind of, you know, was just letting me like tell him whatever he, whatever I wanted to and speak openly and, and then trying to like game plan for the future to a certain degree and whatnot. But yeah, of course he left, um, the show or whatever. I wish him all the best. Um, but yeah, it's just the, the way things had to play out, I guess. And I will say, I, I definitely really enjoyed the host situation this year. That was a ton of fun with all the rotating hosts, especially Lil John. That dude was the best out there for sure. Yeah. Well, They're all great, but Lil John was a lot of fun. He was a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed yeah. watching them. And I, there was something, I don't know, something about uh, uh, Lil John, his range. He's got incredible range. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, both as a host and as a musician. I heard a rumor, and maybe you can help clear this up that you gave some very strong consideration to not going on paradise because you were strongly thinking about going on Michelle's season. <laughs> That's a funny rumor there. I, uh, you know, I will say this. So me being numbers guy, statistically it made the most sense for me to go to paradise. <laughs> I felt like, cause there was, you know, a lot more options, a lot more women I could date, but on paper, um, just like going into paradise even, or thinking about doing Michelle season potentially on paper, I will say I did feel like Michelle would be the best match for me. This is without me knowing her at all, but, um, just from the things I've told producers and like what I was looking for in a, you know, fiance, wife and all that kind of stuff, relationship. Um, you know, she's like seemingly sweet. Um, well, I'm sure she is and, um, plays basketball, love basketball, you know, athletic, all that kind of stuff. And, um, comes from a great family, all that kind of stuff. So, um, on paper, definitely something I was definitely, you know, uh, kind of considering, but, um, I was just like, at the end of the day, like, I guess the chances are higher if I, if I go to paradise and try dating multiple women though. Was it just something that you were thinking about in your head or were there any conversations you had with the show about possibly going on Michelle season? I, I definitely mentioned, um, Michelle to, you know, couple of the producers um and never like really gained any traction and i never said like hey i prefer to do michelle season over paradise because again I, I i did prefer to do P paradise over um her season um for the reasons i stated but um it was just something that i did let them know like i was thinking about you mentioned your numbers guy obviously you're very analytical i i relate to that thought process it is something however i think is used against people who go on the show uh when they say things like uh uh, having a strategy, being a numbers guy, thinking about things pragmatically. It seems like the audience in the show sometimes will 
use that against contestants. So I just want, I'm curious what you think, you know, um, yeah. people yeah. saying that, can you just in general, uh, what do you mean by numbers guy? And I, can you speak about your sincerity or, or lack thereof, I guess, uh, on going on the show? And, and what do you mean by that as it relates to, you know, looking for love? I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess like, um, well, not, I guess I, I definitely have that engineering background. Um, I think about a lot of things statistically. It's just the way I am. I'm not going to change who I am for anybody. Um, now I will say I'm definitely, and I think this has been proven even, I'm very capable of tapping into my emotions, um, falling and leaning into them as well. Um, I'm not going on the show thinking like you can't find love in, you know, 30 days, um, two months or whatever. Um, I, and that really got proven to me, you know, really in, um, in Tasha season, um, you know, I, I leaned into my emotions, had great conversations, um, tried to figure out if things would really work. So, um, I think you could definitely, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be yourself. Like I, I just am who I am. Um, just because you're, you know, a little bit more analytical in the mind or and whatnot or pragmatic, uh, doesn't mean you still can't find love. I think in Bachelor at Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, uh, I always talk about how you two things can be true at the same time. Obviously, kind of what we're speaking to in terms of like being a strategic person, thinking about kind of how things line up. Yeah, for me, like going into Paradise, it's not like I was making any plans with any girls. I had no expectations with any women. I, of course, talked to some of them and met a lot of people over the uh, previous year before joining Paradise. But it's like, I wasn't trying to, you know, like, hey, if you get here, like, let's just try to hand roses back and forth or whatever else. Like, none of that was happening at all. I was, um, and I definitely think that's proven just by like, um, what was going on there. Like, Jasenia, I go on a date with her and Jasenia and I never talked or DM'd one time, didn't even follow each other on Instagram, but definitely hit it off. Sure. So you're, you're obviously, you're a very honest guy. I think, I think where you and I have a similarity, I think you, maybe that's why you tweeted it. It's like, I think you have a hard, I think you're not afraid of the truth. I think you like putting the truth out there. And there's always a lot of conversations when we watch these type of shows and the show has leveraged this behavior against its cast. You know, obviously the Piper and, and Brendan situation was the kind of the pinnacle of it. But Talk about your mindset or what is your opinion of the overall cast, the people who are on this show now, right? You've had a lot of conversations with cast members, your peers, your friends with a lot of these people. Yeah. What is the mindset of all the people as it relates to going on the show, being open to finding love, but like we all know that social media is what it is. Like how how much are people focused on followers as a whole? How many how much how, how focused are people on brand deals? Um, speak to that and, and yeah, talk so, about your motivation as, as it relates to your peers. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I think the one thing about our cast, especially this year, um, it's definitely a wide range of individuals by far. There's like people on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like for example, myself, I feel like I'm like pretty chill and calm and then like uh, who knows a, a Demi who's like the opposite of me, let's just say, um, definitely different types of TV there. Um, I think, you know, it's no secret, like going on, you know, The Bachelorette, um, especially all of us, since we already had that experience and then having a little, you know, snip, little, you know, tiny bit of fame and whatnot and um, seeing what like social media can do for you and like the cool opportunities, like I'm up this upcoming weekend, I get to go to like this NASCAR event, you know, fully paid for and have a time of my life. It's going to just be fun. Um, it brings about a lot of cool experiences. Uh, but I think the most important thing is like when going into paradise or any of these shows is like, you do want to make sure you put love at the top. 
Like you can't like focus on like, okay, let me try to make a storyline. Let me try to, you know, inject myself into this situation just to like get some more airtime. That's not how I think about it at all. Um, you know, and, and it's a range. Like I'm sure some people do think about it exactly like that. I'm sure some people, you know, don't really care to, you know, find love on the show. There's probably, I don't know this at all, but there's probably some people who might have boyfriends or girlfriends back at home. Who knows? You know, like it's just, uh, uh, it's a very wide range of it. But at the end of the day, like me and my friend group, like my, especially the guys who I'm closest with, uh, which are like Riley, Noah, Damar. Riley ended up engaged. Noah's with Abigail right now. Um, Damar was ready to fall in love. I'll tell you that, but he was only there for a week. Um, and myself, I felt like I was fully leaned into the process and, and putting love first. So um, I can't speak for everybody, but I know like where especially my immediate friend groups heads were at. And um, that was definitely like putting love first. I mean, you're an intuitive guy though. Did you suspect anyone specifically down there saying things and you just thought this is bullshit? Like, I know you don't oh, mean that. Nick, yes, all the time. <laughs> like I, like I'm, cause I'm not the guy who gets into, I try not to get into drama. You know, I definitely got caught up in it a little bit, but there's definitely several times I'm like, what are you doing? But granted it's- Can you give me an example? Do you have any names? Come on. <laughs> I mean, look you who's caught up tea, in- promised Ivan, come on. Look at, uh, the thing is like, look who's caught up in most of the drama. Those are probably the people who are like, you know. What I'm do you mean drama? Like drama on the show, drama- Drama on the show, drama okay. on the show. Yeah, man, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to call anybody out specifically because I'm not going to say anybody's like acting or anything. Because the other thing is like, I don't know these people that well. So this might just be how they are actually. And I'm just like misreading it. I'm not fully sure because um, I haven't hung out with everybody outside of, you know, the show and cameras. And that's usually a diff whole different experience. So, um, or sometimes can be, I should say. The holidays are coming up. That's right. Sooner than we can possibly imagine. And uh, my Christmas tree is about to come up in a couple of weeks. I'll tell you that much. And if you are selling anything online, it's time to get ShipStation. You've heard us talk about ShipStation plenty on this show. It is truly the engine that makes natural habits run. Uh, we do all of our business through online orders and shipping. And if you're uh, someone like that, no matter how big or small your business, you can benefit from sh from ShipStation, especially if you're smaller. Because if you're smaller, sometimes uh, you don't get some of the same pricing and discounts when it comes to shipping as some of the Fortune 500 companies might. ShipStation, that's not the case. Uh, helps you get great customer service, great metrics, uh, all these insights into your shipping so that you can provide your customers with the best experience possible. Because if uh, you're running an online business, you're, one of your biggest costs, if not the biggest cost, is going to be your shipping costs. Over 100,000 sellers use ShipStation in their business, and you can be 100,001 or two, whatever, uh, constantly growing. My listeners can use uh, my offer code VIAL to get a 60-day free trial just in time for the holidays. That's two months of stress-free shipping for free. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter V-I-A-L-L, ShipStation, make ship happen. Better help. That's right. Hey, we talk all the time about uh, mental health and uh, taking care of your mental health. So uh, just as important as your... Diet, your exercise, uh, your mental health is something that we also need to actively take care of. And just like you get a gym membership, therapy should be just as normalized as anything like those things. And sometimes it can be a challenge or confusing or just kind of inconvenient to 
get therapy and find a therapist, but BetterHelp is making that possible because you can do it right from the comfort of your home. You can do it from the comfort of your car. You can literally do it from the comfort of anywhere as long as you have a smartphone, which everyone does, or a tablet or a computer. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating under 48 hours. Just go on, give a quick assessment of your needs. So money problems, uh, relationship problems, just general anxiety, whatever it is. You don't really even need a reason to say, I want to talk to someone and maybe get their expert opinion. Uh, BetterHelp is here to help facilitate that and get you taking care of your mental health today. Visit their website and read their testimonials for that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash vile files. That's V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health through the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Vile File listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Vile Files. What about like since the show's been done filming? I mean, you've talked or hung out with a lot of people. Like, do you find, um, like you said, like you, you know, have these events and again, it seems like you have a, a, a good handle on the ability to enjoy the opportunities given to you while not... I mean, you're still work at work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I work a full-time job um, as an engineer. Um, I work from home still, but uh, yeah, I, I fully enjoy my job. I Yes, there's cool things that come along with the show, but I do have like, you know, my career and like my aspirations that I, I'm doing as well. And the other reality of the situation is like, this isn't like a forever fame type thing. This is like, I'll be kind of popular for a year or two, you know, and then I'm going to like, it's going to start to die down. And, you know, that's just something that I kind of, you know, keep on my mind. I'm not going to quit my job or anything like that yet. And you know, so I know, I know some people are, are able to do that and, you know, hats off to them. Um, you know, once, especially you get to that, like the, who knows, tons and tons of followers type club, but, uh, no, I'm, I, I still enjoy my engineering job. I have other entrepreneurial type ventures I want to go out and do. Um, and I'll always do that no matter what. I got the impression you had some thoughts on the Brendan and Piper situation of it all. Um, and so I guess I just wanted to give you an opportunity and, and get your take on all things that went down in that situation. And is there anything you know or don't know uh, to shed more perspective on it of what went on, you know, one way or the other? Yeah, we can touch on that. It's um, that's a very touchy subject, I will say, as, as evident by Brendan's fallout, especially after the show. But um, yeah, go, I mean, the thing is like when I went to, I went to New York back in April and that's actually one of those nights I was out there. Cause there was a ton of guys from my season that came out to meet us there. Um, one of those nights is definitely the night that Brendan and Piper first ever met. Um, so I guess that was the start of them like meeting, but um, like Brendan and I, um, you know, we're friends. We probably talk, I'll say like once a month, once every, or like once every like few weeks or so. Um, yeah. Going into the show, um, I was not fully sure on his relationship with Piper. I know they had been talking and seeing, uh, talking to each other and seeing each other a little bit. Um, I was under the impression they weren't like boyfriend, girlfriend, or, or like seriously dating at least, um, when the show started. And then especially, you know, getting out there, seeing him and all that kind of stuff and his like general interest, um, well, his like interest in Natasha from day one. And then, um, as time went on, you know, interest in like, you know, other people potentially coming out there. Um, I was just like, okay, um, I guess they weren't fully dating, but I will say like starting day two. What do you mean by other, other people? Cause from our perspective, it looked like, uh, it was just Natasha and then Piper came down. Like, this is like 
you know, definitely like the guys talk, of course. And I think almost all of us did this. We were like, oh man, it would be cool if person X shows up here. And, you know, Brendan definitely did some of that. It wasn't like he was just like, I can't wait till Piper comes here. Like he was not just going around being like Piper, 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 only Piper. Did he give um, specific he, names? Cause I mean, like it's easy for, I mean, if, if I were, if I were to critique that, I could say, well, Brendan's just like, oh, I'm just excited for other people to come down. Cause like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like maybe he's just uh, saying that to <laughs> deflect. You know, I don't know if I want to say a specific name, Nick, but I will say he was interested in Was specific- it Bree? Because I heard Bree. I heard he was in Bree's DMs. I mean, you probably have decent sources, I'll say then. But I mean, like all of us said other people's names. Like, who knows? Like Joe was probably wanting other people to come. Well, I'm sure was wanting other people to come down too before he like really had things elevate with Serena. It's just like across the board, like you're interested in people. Um, it's just kind of the nature of paradise. You're always wondering like, hey, what if it's a, you know, girls are coming in this week. It's like, I wonder who's coming down. It would be kind of cool if these people show up. So like we always had those general conversations. As far as Natasha and Brendan's relationship, yeah, I mean, like I remember day one that Brendan said he was interested in Natasha and that's like the only name he kind of named. Um, and I think it was kind of shown on TV. Like I know they were having like kind of struggles, like romantically getting involved with each other, but I like from Brendan's perspective and what he was telling me, he's like, dude, she's just such a great, she's such a great woman. I'd like to want to still want to see where this goes. And, um, and then I think this is like, you know, when things definitely start to get interesting in that situation, there was a day where it was Brendan, myself, um, and then Noah, I think came and joined the conversation later. And I could tell he was kind of just like, yeah, man, I don't think it's going to work out, um, you know, with Natasha. And I could kind of just see it on his face. And um, he was just, you know, talking about that. And then this is um, before Piper showed up. Yeah, just maybe like an hour or two before Piper showed up because he's, he, he told me he was like he was going to try to um, uh, he was probably going to just, you know, break things off with Natasha and try um, you know, talking to somebody else. He specifically told me he, he was thinking about talking to Deandra. Um, um, and, and seeing where that goes. Cause Brendan honestly didn't spend too much time talking to too many of the women other than Natasha to that point. He really spent yeah, next to no time at all. And I think other, some of the other girls have said that, even though, you know, he was one of the most desired guys out there for sure. He like definitely put all his cards in like Natasha's basket at that point, but he was definitely, I was definitely getting the sense, um, or I knew he was about to like, you know, kind of pivot and try to try out something else, which, you know, is supposed to happen in paradise. But, um, that never actually even happened because Piper came just comes in and um, and then we start with that whole saga. So it's uh, it's uh, it, get, it what, got wild. And- what was your take? I mean, because it it seemed like everyone, including people on the show, found out a lot about what Brendan and Piper said because you know they're whispering to each other. They think they're not even mic. They're off camera. So um, yeah, was- you know, a lot of cast talked about. You know, when the reactions were as strong as they were, a lot of cast was like, oh, I don't fucking know like what, what Brenda was saying. So now that you guys know, what was your read on that situation? And have you had conversations with Brian, uh, with Brendan about some of the things he said about Natasha? And yes. as it put a little bit more light in terms of like <clears throat> how he approached the situation, like what were your thoughts? And again, like, have you have you talked to Brendan specifically about about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I have spoken to Brendan one time and we kind of talked about everything. But yeah, seeing a lot of that stuff, man, it's like a lot of people just assume we know these private conversations and that Brendan's, you know, maybe calling Natasha annoying or whatever else. Like we don't see that part of it. Like I did not see that at all. I just knew they were like, you know, 
kind of had interest, kind of were on the friend level. We're trying to make it or things work out. And then, um, of course, Piper came in. So he kind of just went a different direction. Um, but yeah, and, and I like myself and I know others, too, definitely were getting a, like a lot of slack just for like not, you know, quote unquote, standing up for Natasha. It's like um, it was it's a very tough situation, especially because I do consider Natasha and Brendan both a friend. And I'm like hearing two different sides. Like I remember there was a moment where like Natasha's between me and Joe and kind of confiding in both of us. And um, uh, Natasha said, Ivan, you have to call Brendan a liar and manipulator. And I was like, from my perspective in that moment, I didn't see that yet. I just saw, you know, him like having an interest, kind of struggling saying he was about to move on to, you know, somebody else. And then Piper shows up and he just like immediately pivots over to her. So I didn't know he was like, you know, you know, she says that he's like leading her on and, and lying about the amount of times Piper met. I didn't know any of that at all at that moment. Um, so it's, it was just a, t it was just a very tough situation. Cause I'm like trying to listen to both of them. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And not to mention the fact that I'm over here, like struggling with my current relationships on the beach. I'm trying to figure out my situation. So there's so many different relationships and things happening out there. You don't really know how, what all is going on everywhere. Keeping on the mental health kick. Hey, Headspace is helping you with the guided meditation and tell you what, being present, being focused are important keys to life I have found and it's difficult to accomplish. And that's where meditation comes in. And it really helps you just get back to neutral. Stop, you know, if you if you're having a moment, feeling triggered by something, meditation I have found is is really beneficial in those degrees. But it's hard. But meditation is not just something you just do. Either it's a skill set. It, it helps uh, being guided, right? Guided meditation. Headspace is helping you get there just uh, through simply a couple clicks on your phone. So whether you're ruminating, you're having endless thoughts over and over, or stressed with life, or maybe you have like a you can do guided meditations to help wind down the kid at home, you know, maybe start your day. There's meditation for that. There's meditation for unwinding before you go to sleep and get better sleep. Headspace is a convenient dose of meditation, mindfulness, and sleep exercises to relieve stress and anxiety to help you get a good night's sleep all in one app. Very easy to use right from the tip of your fingers on your phone. And it's one of the most science-backed meditation apps in the world, providing meditation that works. A study proves that in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%, 14%. Head to headspace.com slash V-I-A-L-L and get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash V-I-A-L-L today, headspace.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Milo, hey, all you TV lovers who are fans of great movies and great TV show, Philo is the TV streaming platform you want to use. Pay for the things that you want. Don't pay for the things that you don't use or don't want. There's, you know, cable, spending so much money, $150 a month on, on crap things that you never watch and you never need to watch. And yet you're like, oh, you're paying for it. You don't want that. If you're a lover of great TV shows, great movies, Philo's got you covered over 60 premium TV channels, a massive on-demand library of their top-tier beloved shows and movies to watch anytime you want. Unlimited DVR lets you uh, save shows for up to a year. Uh, you can stream Philo on up to three different devices. Philo is super easy to set up with no hassles and no commitments. It's $25 a month. $25 a month. Imagine what, think about what are you paying right now for uh, cable? probably a lot more than $25 a month. And if you are someone who's just watching TV shows and movies, get that entertainment right there with Philo. I've asked uh, my friends at Philo if I could offer you guys a special deal. And since they love you guys so much, they said, sure, of course, we love the Philo Listeners. So 
I got you 25% off your first two months. Go to philo.tv slash V-I-A-L-L. That is philo, P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash V-I-A-L-L. Wait, you, you were saying Natasha said, uh, uh, Ivan, you need to say this to yeah, about Brennan. What do you mean? What do you mean? Because it sounded like she was like coaching you what to say. Was that what she was no, doing? No, no, or no. She it was, was, okay. No, it was like, a, there was a moment, because trust me, it got sent to me a lot on Instagram. There was a moment where she's like confiding in me and Joe, and I'm like kind of just lay, sitting here, and she's like, um, she's like, your friend's a liar and manipulator. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. and I kind of like don't react, and I'm kind of, well, I don't, not that I don't react, but I'm like, and then uh, she kind of sees my face, because I'm like, I'm not going to say that. And then she's like, I mean, like, you, you got to admit, like, he's a liar and manipulator. And I'm just like, I don't see that right. Like, I don't see that right now. So I don't, you know, that was the that was a tough moment. Um, and you know, looking back, like she, de she, she definitely got done, was done very wrong by Brendan. Um, you know, none of those things needed to be said about her at all. And, um, yeah, if I had the full context of everything, I think like I would have been able to help out a little bit more or like get them to talk or, and figure things out a little bit better, hopefully. But, um, I was just working on the information that I knew and, um, it just is what it is. Did you say as much to Brendan when you spoke to him and can you shed any light on, on, his frame yeah, so, of mind or what he said to you i mean obviously i mean i maybe i don't know if that was a private conversation but with brendan i i spoke to him one time um it was definitely like he knew he was wrong and he was definitely like he was like yeah man i definitely did things wrong he was definitely like very you know down about the whole situation um i could tell things were like really getting to him um because there was like a, a tremendous amount of backlash you know and i don't I don't know if he thought, you know, all that stuff would air, who knows. Um, but I do think he like genuinely realizes it's wrong um, what he did. I haven't talked to him much more other than that, you know, whatever 15, 20 minute conversation we had. Um, I know, I mean, and like, again, like he's like me and him talked about on the beach, like he wasn't just, you know, I know his main thing is like, I wasn't just focusing on planning to be with Piper only. Like everybody's trying to make it seem like that was his only intention. Um, he kind of talked about that a little bit. Is there someone else you think, I mean, if, Bree would have come down on the beach. Do you think he would have dated Bree over Piper? Uh, I, I mean, I can't say that, but I will say like, who knows? Like, I mean, Bree or, you know, somebody else, like, uh, I think he would have gave it a genuine shot. If, if he, Brendan has very, very select taste. If he genuinely was like, you know, attracted or interested in somebody, I think he would have talked to them and given them, you know, a couple other people equal opportunities. I mean, um, I know he only talked to Natasha while he's out there, but even just in him staying, telling me like he was about to start talking to Deandra next, I was like, okay, that's him like trying to go after somebody else. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but I think most people would just say well, he was would have talked to Deandra until Piper showed up. I guess the big question is, is there anyone he would have preferred to date rather than Piper? Because other than that, I mean, everyone could just say, well, he would just wait for Piper. That's, you know, that's a great question. And, and, you know, maybe we could get Brendan on here because he, he'll have to answer that one. I, I don't know. Because, um, Granny, I don't know if, how close he is to anybody else. I know he got to meet Piper and get to know her on a certain level. But um, as far as how involved he was with anybody else outside of this show, you know, he probably would have had to at least have a few conversations and, and figure things out before I can really, before he could really probably, he can make that call, I guess. So, gotcha. <laughs> Playing close to the back. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rumor that he was in Bree's DMs uh, after he met Piper, and uh, that yeah, I mean, it. I wouldn't doubt that, man. Like a lot of us are in each other's DMs. Like it's, um... I don't mean like his friends, but we'll move on. Let's okay, talk about enough. your. Fair let's enough. talk about your your love story. So it it seemed like 
uh, as the season started, you come on, fan favorite. Jacenia comes on. You were seemed like, hey, like this. She's nice, pretty girls. You had a connection. You spoke confidently about your relationship with Jacenia. In comes Chris, and that was kind of the start yeah. of. Well, I mean, well, let's just start there. Was it your hope that had Jacenia not done that with Chris? Uh, while you were dating Jacenia for the first you know, couple of days, I don't know how long it was in real life. Yeah. Were you optimistic about that relationship and had things gone differently? Could you have seen a world where you and Jacenia were one of the final couples in paradise? Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I'll say this. We met week one. She kind of surprised me because on day one, while we were out there, somebody directly asked her, like, who are you interested in seeing out here in paradise? And, you know, she said my name and then she said Chris's name, which was a surprise to me because, um, you know, a lot of people like a lot of the, I don't know, women from that season or um, previous seasons, like I've had at least one conversation with maybe or, or they've DM me or followed me or whatever. So I had like no idea she was interested in me at all. So it was cool. And she's beautiful and all that kind of stuff. And um, we did hit it off since the beginning. We kind of just coupled up, you know, um, had a great time talking and getting to know each other. And then that led into a great date between us. Um, I will say I, she d did directly tell me that she was interested in Chris as well. And they had met in San Diego prior to, um, the show as like friends never like kissed or dated or anything like that. So like that was in the back of my mind. Cause I was like, I think I'm pretty sure Chris is coming out to paradise. Um, we'll see what happens. So like, I think that being in the back of my mind was holding me back just a little bit and not going full force in with Jasenia. So she gave but, you a heads up before Chris showed up that she might oh, be interested in Chris. She fully did. She fully did. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, actually now I think about it. I don't think people really got to see that. So that was in my mind. So like no. that does make you like, kind of like uh, pump the brakes just a little bit, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. And, and, if and we she can, presented that. Cause yeah. like, I mean, watching it, right. Yeah. As a viewer, you're just like, wait, did this Jasenia do to Ivan? what well what chris did to her and what brendan did to piper and is it just a matter of like soundtrack and and the focus of the yeah. show but that you're saying actually jacenia yeah. was pretty upfront. yeah all three of those situations very different situations in my opinion but very different jacenia was very upfront with me um from the beginning like she told me day one like she was interested in like she was like on my list is you and chris i was like cool got it um, and then at one point, I'm sure we, I think we did have the conversation when we knew guys were coming in, um, like, Hey, what would, what happens if, you know, Chris comes in? Like, I think she brought that up to me. Like the main thing with, uh, Jusenia and I was like, that's kind of our running theme. We were like, let's just have open, honest communication. Like it is what it is. We just met each other. Let's just start on a good basis. And, um, so I think we even talked specifically, like I said, about Chris coming in and what she would do. And, um, you know, it was still so early on. It was like, it was week two, um, guys just came in or, and, um, like, it's not like I was falling in love fully yet. And I, I still knew what paradise was. Um, and there was still like other people out there that were interested in me as well. So like, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, feel, you know, feel free, like go on the date. Like, I'm not gonna, we're not in an exclusive relationship yet. Um, if we did, you know, mark our relationship exclusive or agree to that, um, then I don't think she would have went on the date, but no, we were still like open to talking to other people. Um, so yeah, she was really good about that. So, and then I guess since you have opinions on all three situations and we've already discussed Brendan and Piper, uh, when Chris came in and did what he did with, uh, 
Alana. So it's interesting because like knowing what I know now and her being open to you, were you still, did you have a strong opinion because you were in a way kind of indirectly affected by that because it's like, hey, you know, had Chris not done that, it's just like, hey, I want to be happy for Jesenia. Maybe she's fine. She's going to date Chris. And then Chris comes in, does this. Like what were your, what were, watching that as someone who was kind of like uh, indirectly involved, like what was your thought of that and how did you think it should have been handled? For myself, like I wasn't like mad about any of that at all. From my perspective, at least, I don't think I had any like basis to be mad at all. Like Jessenia was very open to me. She was following her heart when she went after Chris. Um, and, you know, I appreciated her, uh, you know, always being honest and, and the relationship we had up to that point. Um, I think where uh, with the Chris and Atlanta situation, um, that one, you know, definitely gets a little bit more heated up to that point where they get kicked off the beach because like, Chris's whole situation was just like upfront and in everybody's face at that uh, VIP party. I wasn't at the VIP party, but like all I hear is like um, Alana shows up, you know, Chris makes out with Alana in front of Jasenia like pretty quickly. Um, and then Jasenia's walking home to the beach. And that's like what we hear from her mouth first. So I definitely, you know, I felt bad for her because I, I do know she does have a good heart and was like just following it when she went after Chris. Um, so I definitely felt bad for her. Um, I think Chris has admitted and he, he knows he didn't like handle that situation properly. He should have done what kind of what Jasenia did um, with me and probably just like communicated um, with her a little bit better about his interest in Atlanta and, and telling her or at least giving her a conversation um, that, hey, I'm probably going to pivot and, you know, start going after Atlanta because, um, yeah. So I, I, I think Chris did have some general interest in Jasenia in the beginning there, but maybe some of that just, you know, fell off a little bit. I know he met Atlanta, I think in that same trip or whatever as well. And maybe that was like his actual top person he wanted to get to know a little bit better. So. Gotcha. And then, so after you and Jasenia are no longer, you just kind of, I guess, floated for a while. You had, so wait, you, I, I, I totally, I'm like remembering now you dated Kendall you. briefly, yep. or you, would you call it dating Kendall? We were, <laughs> uh, we will, we were a little hard on you. Uh, Justin Long, his brother and myself, they were a little bit more than me, but, uh, when Joe, when Kendall, uh, when Joe and Serena are talking and like, you guys are all just kind of watching that unfold and, uh, and Kendall's an upset and you know, like you go to like, try to kiss Kendall. Do you, wanna, to do you want to distract Do you want to speak on that? You. Because like, yeah, we gave you a little hard time. Kind of like, what the fuck, <laughs> Ivan? Like, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird time to try to kiss Kendall. But yeah, uh, was, the floor is yours. I was just trying to distract her. It was just like a little head movement. I wasn't trying to kiss her, man. It is what it is. But no. But like the the funny thing is like, um, yeah. So like, I think week two after Jacinda, you know, dumped me, I I end up getting a rose from Deandra as like a friendship type rose type thing. Um, and then Kendall walks down the next day and, uh, Kendall, someone I, I, I think we met on like, what is that? That clubhouse app or something. One time I was in some room there and then, oh, uh, really? yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, and then like, she, you know, I, I could kind of tell like based off our messages before, um, we didn't message much, but like, I kind of had a feeling she would be out there, especially with Joe being out like Joe and myself were like the first two guys out there. I was like, okay, this would be kind of interesting if you know Kendall shows up um because they dated and whatever so and and when she came out there yeah she like you know I think there was mutual interest between the two of us uh nobody at home could tell that at that moment but we spent did spend a lot of time we had some really good conversations um it was, not much of it was shown at all it, and honestly none of it made sense we were actually closer than what people thought um at that moment um romantically yeah. or just friends 
No, romantically, okay. romantically for sure. But um, I will say, yeah, at that moment, like as soon as that moment happened, oh, you see like my face just goes stale. I'm like, oh, she's fully gonna just unravel here. I feel like, cause she was really, she was really good at communicating as well. Like she told me like, let's take things slow. I was like, yeah, get it. I'm cool taking things slow. Um, this is a very weird situation you're in. Um, your ex is here. And like, I empathize with her, you know, like I personally would not put myself in that situation at all. Just cause like, I'm just imagining my ex being out here. I'm like, no, no, can't do it. I would not be able to see that myself. I would probably just leave immediately. So, um, a testament to them both for being able to like weather that storm, at least Joe was able to weather the whole storm. You know, Kendall was able to do it to a certain degree and like, um, kind of test things out with me, but eventually it just became too much for her, which I like fully, fully get honestly. Cause I would have been, I just wouldn't have showed up honestly for myself. So when Kendall left, were you a little bummed? Cause I, I think I gave you a hard, I think I said you would have accepted a, a, a rose from a plant. I think those were my exact words, <laughs> if I'm being totally candid. But because I, I guess watching it, and I get it, right? We, I, we saw the Joe, we saw Thomas and Becca, Kufrin's like romance yeah. not shown at all. And now they're, they seem to be like in a real relationship outside of the show uh, yeah. without any fanfare. So we, we know that's certainly possible. But were you actually bummed when Kendall left? No, yeah, I was, I was definitely, you know, a little bit bummed. Um, like, I mean, she was, again, this was another, you know, what, three, four day relationship to be quite frank. Like it was, it was a good, you know, few days there, sure. but um, you know, and, and we definitely had some really bizarre talks. Honestly, she knows quite a bit. Of, like she's just very scientific and she knows a ton of stuff. She's, she's very smart, um, which definitely attracted uh, us to each other, I will say. Yeah. So I was definitely a little bit bummed. And like, I knew again, like, you know, coming into paradise, I was very hopeful to leave in a, with somebody. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I think they even caught a clip of me. I'm like, what am I even doing here? I was just like, whatever, it is, it is what it is. And um, yeah, because I think I was just very hopeful to, you know, be in a relationship, be in love at the end of it all. What made you stay after Kendall left, knowing that like, you know, here, I guess technically you got broken up with twice. They were like soft yeah. breakups. But yeah. at that point, it's late in the game. And, and that's where, you know as fans or viewers are watching the show, recap it, where it's like, you know, and all this talk about right reasons and who's staying and who's there for TV, who's there for followers. And yeah. it's just kind of like, why not just go home? What, at that moment, what is your thought process? And or is it just like, hey, I got a bond with my friends, I'm having a good time. Like, not only like you, what is your, what's your thought process? And what do you think at that late in the game, as a, as a viewer, we're just kind of like, Anyone who's staying at this point, clearly, I mean, what do you think you're going to fall in love in a week? Because there's like a week left. People are talking about engagement. What, what's your thought process about that? Yeah. So for myself there, I like, yeah, I was definitely a little bit lost and know what to do fully. Um, I think the thing is like, it is paradise and very random things were happening all season. Example, they brought Becca Kufrin, and Ex-Bachelorette in, in the middle of a cocktail party. So it's like bizarre stuff happening all the time. Um, you never know who can come down, when they'll come down. Um, you know, another ex random example, Natasha got a rose from, um, who was it, uh, Wells, um, after the whole Brendan situation. So, like, I never knew what was going to happen and who else was going to still be coming. And I, I, you know, and I was still definitely open to finding love. And, um, no, at that point, for sure, like, if somebody came down and I met them for the first time, there's, you know, a next to 0% chance we'll probably be engaged by the end of this. But maybe it sparked something that we can continue after is kind of where my thought process was at. Gotcha. So, and yep. then we get into the whole Aaron Chelsea drama. 
which, like you said, what seemed to com- prompt your your tweeting and, and talking about podcasting. Uh, I guess I'll just walk us through that or, or what didn't we get to see or, or tell us, I guess just tell us the whole story. Yeah, so <laughs> it plays out quite wildly. And like a lot, like I said earlier, a lot of my actions did not make sense. Like even like trying to objectively view this, like as a viewer, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, what am I doing? It does not make sense. But like, just to try to add more context to the situation, um, going into that cocktail party specifically, like I um, was definitely like, you know, lost. I didn't really have any, I didn't know anybody at the beach currently was interested in me at all. I, um, and you know, and the kind of the way I went into paradise is like, listen, I'm going to be open to people. If anybody's interested in me, I'm going to give, I'm going to have a conversation with them, all that type of stuff. So going in that day, I like even made a speech, I think at our little like gathering before the cocktail party, I was like, listen, it's been ups and downs for me here. Like, I don't really have t- too many leads here. I don't think I have any, uh, I don't know if anybody's really even interested in me anymore at this point, but, um, I'm just going to, you know, enjoy this, this day and, and, um, you know, hang out basically. And they show a clip of myself talking to Aaron James specifically right when the cocktail party begins where I'm like, yeah, man, I'm not, you know, hope trying to just take anybody's rose. Cause that was genuinely what I was feeling in that moment. Like I'm, there's nobody interested in me. I'm not going to try to like just randomly go after girls just is, to get their rose. To is stay. this, a, but this is the cocktail party before the storm. No, after, okay, so after the, the storm, the storm happened and the cocktail party happened. Yeah. So right in the beginning of the cocktail party, they show a clip of me talking to Aaron James. I say, yeah, I'm not trying to just steal anybody's rose. Yeah, yeah. And that's like how I genuinely felt because I didn't know anybody was interested in me at that point. And then what happens is like, I think like Chelsea and Aaron go off and he does this like runway model sure. um, thing for her, which <laughs> I have a comment on later, but um, <laughs> very interesting comment. But it's uh, um, they go do that. And then like several of Chelsea's friends um, tell me or tell me that specifically that like, Hey, Ivan, Chelsea wants to talk to you. Like she's interested in you. She wants to talk to you. And like, this is kind of like out of left field for me. I think for a couple of reasons, like I want, I was talking to Ken. I need, I need a couple names. Well, like Abigail, her best friend, she definitely told me. That. Okay. And then like, it's also like, and there was other people, like I talked to Becca after the whole situation and she was like, Oh yeah, I kind of knew she was interested in you too. Like it was kind of just a known thing amongst the women that I guess Chelsea was like, I don't know interested in me and wanted to at least have a conversation because she came, was kind of and they came to you and that is what prompted you to go over to chelsea is what there, you're saying. there's a little bit more to it this was kind of like out of left field for me i was like whoa i'm not like this is kind of, out of left field i didn't really know what to do with this really um and whatnot but then uh what kind of prompted it for me was what set me over the edge i'll say is like chelsea aaron finish up the runway model thing and by the way, Aaron, I heard him on a podcast say like he wanted to do something sweet for Chelsea and do that and set that whole up thing up for her. That was not an Aaron idea unless he randomly has the same brain as DeMar because that was actually DeMar's idea. And he has like a notebook full of notes about what he wanted to do for Chelsea that day. And I didn't find out about that till, uh, till later. So that was actually a stolen idea from him. So it wasn't uh, a sweet do, thing. How do you think he stole it? I have no clue. I have no clue if he, how he heard about it, but like DeMar actually has notes about that thing unless they have the exact. But either way, you're saying that, you know, well, you don't have to say it. I could say it. Maybe, maybe like a producer gave him that idea and it wasn't Aaron's ideas. It wasn't Aaron's idea. He wasn't trying to be sweet. It was clear as day. And I think I said it there and it was, it wasn't just my thought 
honestly, it was multiple people's thoughts too. Like when me, Damar and, or not Damar, me, Noah and Riley are just watching them do it. I'm like, I think I made a comment. Like, I don't think Aaron's that, you know, interested in Chelsea. I'm like, I still don't. Like if he's being honest with himself, I don't think he was to be quite frank. But well, I mean, yeah, kind so, of, he showed yeah, that he, by he, he, going to uh, Tia. Exactly. And like, clear. I think, I think it was, it was, it was obvious, honestly, but um, it being there at least. So after they finish that up, I think Aaron goes to like interview. So he's not around. So I'm already have some information, like Chelsea's friends telling me she wants to talk to me. There's like a situation now where I'm at the bar with Damar, Chelsea and myself. And mind you, Chelsea went on a date with Damar and Aaron the two days prior to this, I think. So like Damar is gen has genuine interest in Chelsea too. So this makes this whole thing a little bit more weird for me just because he's one of my best friends too. But Chelsea specifically asked me, I, and Damar could hear, uh, heard her say this because it was a little bit awkward, but she was like, why haven't we ever talked one-on-one? -on -one? This is before I ever talked to her. So after she said that, like me and Damar look at each other and just like, oh, this is awkward for a minute. So that's when I like step away for like a second and I come back and I pulled Chelsea to go talk to her. That's the kind of what like set me over the edge. I was like, okay, she's got interest in talking to me. And she just made this comment to me. Um, let's just have a conversation. Cause like anybody who, like I said, from day one, like if anybody was interested in me and, or if I'm interested in anybody, I just wanted to at least have a conversation and see where things go. Um, and so that's what I was trying to do. So and were you so a little annoyed watching it back where Chelsea played dumb? It seemed, I mean, she was just like, there was this whole, like, I asked you to pull, you said, pull me. Yeah. There was a lot of back and yeah, forth. So and then Chelsea was like, I didn't say that. And she yeah. was like, what, so what was your take on that? There was a lot of like semantics communications issues here. Like to be clear, I, if you watch the whole thing very closely, I never ever once said that Chelsea pulled me to go talk. Like, I don't know who yeah, says no, that. We, like, everybody we, keeps, we, we broke that down. Yeah. Bria yeah and, everybody and keeps Kit, saying, yeah. Ivan said that Chelsea pulled him. And I'm like, I never said that one time. I said, Chelsea wanted to talk to me, which was the truth. Chelsea wanted to talk to me because I heard it from several of her friends. And then she asked me, why haven't we ever talked one-on-one? -on -one? So, but all that combined is what instigated all that. And then just to touch back on the Aaron thing, Aaron wasn't around. I don't know where Aaron was. Not that I was going to go report to him that, hey, I'm about to go talk to Chelsea. I was just going to go have a conversation with him anyways, but he was not around at all when this was happening. So I go over to, um, to talk to Chelsea on the day bed. You know, we're having a, a fine conversation. It's, um, you know, it's, yeah, she admits um, to it. She's like, yeah, I know this is out of left field. This is very random. I'm like, yeah, it definitely is. Like, I wasn't expecting this at all. Um, and then, like, you know, we just kind of start talking about regular things. And then, like, um, this is <laughs> another thing. But, you know, and then we eventually kiss. And you, I know Aaron and James are watching in the background, and they see us kiss. And, and the thing about that one is, like, yes, I enjoyed the kiss, and Chelsea is great, and all those things. Like, she's, she's amazing, and I, I definitely wanted to do that. But like what was said right before that was that uh, Chelsea actually told um, told me she was like in the middle of our conversation. She said, I really want to see what it's like to kiss you. She said that directly to me. And then we start making out. That's how the whole kiss came about. And I'm not going to tell a beautiful woman. No, especially when they tell me that in the middle of a conversation and we're in paradise and I don't see her like with any like, you know, lockdown relationships. So that's kind of how the conversation ends off that kiss. And my mind, honestly, immediately was not like on. Aaron at all really like I knew I was going to talk to him eventually but it was mostly on DeMar because DeMar was my best one of my best friends out there and he had genuine interest in Chelsea so I didn't if you like look at the tape like I 
walked back to the bar with Chelsea and I immediately start talking to DeMar. I'm like, dude, the situation's like, you know, just start talking about the situation sure, and kind yeah, of like yeah. laughing a little bit, like, cause I'm just checking in with him. I'm like, this is just kind of how it's um, escalated. Um, I didn't even really, have, even really have time to wrap my mind around what just happened at all. Cause like 30 seconds later, Aaron comes up, yells across the beach in a very like <laughs> terrible energy towards me. Says like, Ivan, come over here. I need to talk to you whatever and points to this little spot where he likes to go to argue with people like he did that with thomas several times i had the most amount of arguments out there so i was like dude i'm not coming to you because i'm not sure like i'm not a child the way he was talking to me so he eventually comes up over to me and i could tell he's like very angry and all this stuff and like it's kind of funny because i remember there's one thing i say before he starts i'm like dude before you do all this fake stuff you're about to do please don't do it I directly said that to him. And then he proceeds to get like hype with me. Like he doesn't even try to have a normal conversation. He just like immediately is like, as soon as I start trying to explain, he's like, bitch move. And then calls me, a, a, eventually calls me like a pussy and a, and a bitch. And at that point, you know, the way I was raised, like <laughs> you don't do that to a grown man. So I stood up for myself fully. And I don't think he expected that at all. Cause like, I am very chill and casual and I get in his face. I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Like, wh what's up, dude? Like, I'm going to get right in your face. Cause, and, and to see later in the ITMs, which was just kind of alarming where he's like saying he's going to slap me and break me in half. And I'm built like a chopstick doing all this body shaming and like actual, like physical th threats. Um, and then he did like nothing about it at all when I'm in his face, um, like giving him the opportunity, I think really is just like, I don't know. It was just kind of mind blowing for me and definitely like angered me quite a bit. I will say, um, Cause like, if I say, I don't know, I, if you listen to the whole thing, like I don't once say I'm going to punch you, I'm going to hurt you, anything like that, but I will always def uh, defend myself. So um, to hear that he was saying all that kind of stuff, definitely like rubbed me the wrong way sure. um, to the fullest. And, and to hear him say things like behind Thomas's back, like I'm going to kill that guy or that kind of stuff. It's probably an unpopular opinion, but I think by far Aaron was the worst person on this show. It's not even close. He was saying like crazy things about us. Like it was physical, you know, threats are, I, I think just, I don't know. They take the cake on. on yeah. I, I've been hard on this. I've been hard on Aaron. I, I think he has a lot of growing up to do um, from an outsider's point of view. Do you think it's a little more than just him growing up? No, I definitely think he needs to do a lot of growing up. I, I will say this to, to give Aaron a little bit of credit, though. I can see how he felt betrayed or lied to, because I did at the beginning say I wasn't going to just try to take anybody's girl. And then I did go back on that because of the things that I explained earlier that developed. And like I said, he wasn't even around. And that's just the way paradise works. So sure, I, I but that's how he handles yeah. things, right? Like yeah, it's, said, the, way, it's, it's like... the way it was handled. Like I definitely would have had an adult mature conversation with Aaron but when you start going crazy on me instantly, no, like that goes out the window. Like you don't even let me talk and you start calling me out my name on national television, especially like, and then I hear about you're doing all these things behind the scenes and talking all this trash. Like, no, at that point, no, it's like, I'm not going to have a conversation with you at that point. Like it is what it is. Let's like, let's drop, like do something or drop it for me at least. What was your take on Thomas? I mean, there are so many opinions about Thomas on Katie's season and on paradise. And then now he's with, with Becca and, we all love and respect Becca uh, and think she's a great judge of character. I feel like Thomas has been redeemed a little bit. Uh, we've been back and forth on this show. Like he, I never thought he was as bad as some people try to claim, whether it was Katie or some of the guys on the season, but he certainly is guilty of, of saying rather profound things with 
not much to back it up. What was your take about the guy? Uh, Thomas, I love Thomas, honestly. Um, every interaction we have, I still talk to him on occasion here and there. He'll check in on me. He was, um, I think almost all the girls would say this, he was a complete gentleman to everybody. Always took a, the plates up for the girls, brought food to them, like just being a sweetheart to literally everybody. Uh, super nice guy. And I mean, and that's all I could really judge him off of. I wasn't on their season. And post-show, like he's been a great guy. Like he's got a lot going for himself. Uh, comes from a great family, owns, you know, a business and all that kind of stuff. Very well-spoken, very intelligent, remembers a ton of things. Like we've talked, we talked about quite a bit. Um, and yeah, I, I do definitely respect Thomas and think he's a great guy. Oh, it's funny. Always funny to hear. Other I really do. Like, I, I do think, yeah, I definitely do agree with you. Becca is a good judge of character. And I think, well, and I know, um, things are going very well for them and he has like real genuine interests and he's actually shocked by it all and how it all worked out. And it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a so, bummer we didn't get to yeah. see more of them. Um, yeah, because I mean, he, 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 he took it, he really took it on the chin on Katie's season and, uh, sure. uh, really all the guys and, and even on this podcast, Katie had some pretty harsh things to say about him, which <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't really back it up, but nice to hear other people's perspectives. Yeah. The, the paradise experience and post show experience from the Thomas perspective has been great. Like he's, I genuinely do like that guy a lot. Um, he was supposed to come out here to Dallas one weekend, but things kind of fell through for us, but I'm sure I'll, you know, see him eventually. Well, uh, well, that's really cool to hear. I, I think we skipped over kind of a, an important part that people want to get more insight on. And that is the the storm and, and you sneaking out and the phone. And <laughs> of course, um, so I, I guess just um, shed some light on that and tell us that what, what happened there and um, yeah. And then we'll, we'll go from there. A lot still happened on that first day, like kind of in order, like with uh, the Chelsea Aaron situation, um, you know, Aaron and I get in a big fight. Then I, I have, I literally am talking about the situation nonstop with the guys and other people just for hours or whatever. So I finally, the producers pull me away for my ITM and I have like a little bit of time just to reflect on everything and where I was at with my feelings on everything and my conversation with Chelsea and like where I was mentally as far as paradise goes. And in my interview, actually before that cocktail party and like Wells pulls me aside, um, I like straight, you know, tell the, tell the guys like, Hey, like, um, I'm not going to accept anybody's rose tonight. Like, I'm just going to go home. Like paradise is the number on me. Uh, Chelsea's great, but it's just kind of too little too late for me to be here, I feel like. Um, and then later on, before the cocktail party, I talked to like Riley and Damar and some other guys. And I say bye to everybody before the the rose ceremony even happens. Like I'm already saying goodbye to people. I think I threw Joe off. He was like, are you sure? Like, are, we could talk later. Like you might stay, you never know. I was like, no, nah, man, like I'm, I'm done. I'm done here. So like that's, I, and um, I kind of just wanted to say that at least just because there was a lot of questions about me just trying to rose hunt or whatever and just stay there for the sake of staying there. Cause no, at, at that point, like after the fight and then after, just like, you know, it was a cool conversation with Chelsea, but it was just one quick conversation. I was kind of just ready to, to, to leave paradise at that moment. And, um, you know, then Wells pulls me aside um, before the, the rose ceremony. And I'm like, oh boy, like, oh boy, they found out. And I you know I walked down there. Did you know, right? <laughs> you knew right away? I didn't know right away, but well, okay. Once he said something happened at the hotel, I'm like, oh God, oh God. So I'm like, just I'm like, all right, we're about to go figure this out. And, um, you know, and, and I just come clean about everything. Like I, I knew in that moment, like I was just going to be fully honest um, and, and transparent um, with what happened at the hotel that the night before. Um, and uh, yeah, people kind of got to see that it was actually a much longer conversation than um, 
what the what was aired really like i mean always is um, yeah and, yeah and a lot of it i'm sure is kind of still throws people off doesn't fully make sense to a lot of people because they're like who's alexa what in the world but alexa somebody alexa is somebody that i uh she was actually my out of the people that i kind of knew were going to paradise she was actually the person i was most interested in meeting i said alexa and serena p since the very beginning of paradise um, like that's what you, you know, told had, producers like yeah, i told asked, producers yeah. that yeah like even when because i was the third person out on the beach like it was me joe and abigail um they show me saying serena p but i also and later on in that conversation mentioned uh or at the beginning i think mentioned alexa from peter season like i really want to you know meet her and get to know her just based off the few conversations we had pre-paradise i thought she was a great person had a great personality and we had really good um I don't know, energy around each other on the phone, at least. So I, I've never met her in person or anything like that. Never set any expectations with her. But that's kind of where my mindset was at with Alexa. Because I was like, man, she's not here. And I thought I was hoping she was going to be there. So, you know, going into the tropical storm night, um, I knew there was a cocktail party rose ceremony the next day. And then it's Noah. Noah's my roommate. Noah's one of my best friends as well. We're just like, all right, this is my send off party. Let's just have a good time. Turned up the TV super loud. It was kind of a cool situation because like, we went to the different hotel and me and Noah were just hanging out, you know, we're unmiked, we're just hanging out, we're playing loud music, just messing around, having a good time. And then like producers are in and out, um, they're having a good time with us, we're all just talking. But of course we're asking like, hey, like, um, is there anybody else here that I might be interested in? Like, um, am I just gonna be leaving? That kind of thing um, and, and, and whatnot. Cause of course they're not telling me anything at all, but you know, you're, you're gonna ask the questions. Sure, yeah. And then as far as like, just to get to the whole phone situation, I guess. Um, and I do, then I do say this on TV, like um, a producer said to me, like she was going to leave for a second, or she said to both of us, she was going to leave um, and be right back. And when she leaves, her phone is sitting on the chair she was sitting on. And then like me and Noah, like look at each other, like what in the world is going on? So of course we hop out of bed. <laughs> And like it was just like op, you're, I mean that's a in this day and age that's a weird you notice that right away and so yes you fully notice it but also yeah like and I haven't seen a phone in a month or whatever and like and we're and just it's like, like lit okay, it's just like unlocked and lit yeah so yeah I pick up the phone the phone no joke is unlocked and it has the list of names and room numbers I do not press swipe up I don't type in a code it's just on the screen with it being just on the screen, a list of rooms, uh, room numbers and names, I, of course, and Noah can attest to all this, like, we, of course, look to see who's on the list. So I see Alexa's yeah, name. Yeah, I mean, I don't even yeah, know. Like, do, do, uh, do we think that's going through someone's phone? Al, Al? <laughs> what? He, like, didn't touch it. He didn't do any of the... Did you, I, do you okay, even, did you even had, touch the phone? Did yeah, you touch did you We, we definitely up? had to scroll on the list. Okay. All okay, right. That so was going scroll on the list. There was no swiping. Okay. There was no going to the homepage. I did not go through it at all. But, I did. Okay. I did go through that. I will say. Technically, not, like I, I'm just, we're just having fun with this, but yeah, you, okay. you if, touching if the phone. Scrolling, you, you that's a different. Yeah. Had you just kind of looked, you could really totally innocent. I mean, either way, whatever, but. Um, it was like, cause it was a list of all of our names yeah, on there. No, so like, it, it was yeah. just like, I, yeah. And then like, but you did, you did have to touch the phone and scroll. Yeah. Tad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a longer list. Like it didn't all sure, fit on just yeah. one screen, I gotcha. but it was just, yeah, it was open and on. Like but I conveniently the was, right there. It was crazy. I know. <laughs> but like, you're not really thinking fully straight. I will say it in the moment. <laughs> so, I would, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think what yeah. I would have done in that situation. I would have, I probably would have thought, someone's trying to tell me something without trying to tell me something. That's what I would have thought. 
Yeah. So, um, not necessarily yeah, so like, to go sneak out, but like, Hey, maybe don't leave quite yet kind of thing. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of thoughts about it and, uh, you know, that's kind of probably what, what, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, who knows? We'll, maybe we'll never, just a, we'll yeah. never really know, but yes, yeah, so, you, but you, yeah, so, you, you, uh, proceed. Yeah. You, so I, you got the, yeah. So I see Alexa's name here. Um, again, this was the top person I wanted to see at paradise. I was interested in, I have zero interest or i don't think anybody at the beach has any interest in me at this point because this was before the cocktail party and i hear that chelsea does have interest in me and i just got broken up with kendall so i had like had no ties to anybody back at the beach at this point in time so um you know we're just like <laughs> like we like go look at the map on our door and we're like oh man like because this is a big resort we're like oh she's just across the hall and two floors up like it's actually not that far like it's not like on the other wing of the hotel like it's like not that far from us yeah yeah from from me right you just kind of do the math and yeah yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, do the math. And then, you know, it's like, it's getting later in the night. And um, I'm like, all right, F it. I'm just going to go say what's up to her. Did Noah, I didn't really did Noah know you left? Yes, Noah fully know, knew. <laughs> like he was, he was my roommate. We like, <laughs> so we're, we're, did you guys debate where you're like, you must have been like, hey man, should I just fucking go? Yeah, no, I mean, I don't. <laughs> so I will say like if any... <laughs> I'm not, so this is fully my, my actions that I took, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You're, anybody, you're, you're a grown man. Yeah. yeah. If, anybody else was my, yeah. if anybody else was my roommate, I definitely wouldn't have gone. But Noah's definitely like a little bit mischievous and who knows what he's, you know, gotten away with in the past. So it's like, my mindset was just in a weird place. Yeah. I was like, F it. I'm going to just go. I, uh, you know, of course, like, yeah. I met yeah. him for like 30 seconds at GovBall. Well, more than 30 seconds. I spent a few minutes yeah. with him. And yes, he definitely, he seems like a really nice guy. I quite, I quite Great. like no, him, he's, but he's a, yeah. you can tell he, you know, well, the guy we got to see on Paradise, he loves to toe the line, and he, yes, he's yeah, yeah, he's definitely he, not yeah, safe. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I really do love that guy, too. Like, we spent a lot of time together. He's great. Uh, but, yeah, no, I made the decision. I was like, all right, uh, dude, I'm about to just go. And, like, of course, he's my roommate, so we'd have to figure out, like, how I'm going to get back in, all that kind of stuff. But um, I I literally just – and what was hilarious, I, I was really wondering about this. I was wondering if they had any footage of me, like, sneaking over to her room I kid you not, I looked so ridiculous. I was wearing one of Noah's hats that literally said the word bad across it. And then I put on some glasses and a mask and I think like a hoodie. So I was like very incognito and just was like trying to like completely be like, uh -huh. uh, yeah, not or whatever. I didn't want to draw any attention. Yeah. So I, I get to her room. I knock on the door. Um, she opens the door. I could tell she like, doesn't recognize me for a second because I think she was, she thought I was a producer. She told me like, but then like after like four seconds, she's like, I even, oh my gosh. And then like, um, we just spent the whole night together. Like we were on her balcony talking for hours. Like it was, it was definitely a long time, like four hours. I'll say we were out there. Um, uh, and we had great conversation, absolutely great conversation. It was a, it was a great time. Um, as far as like hooking up, we never like, you know, made it past kissing. It was just, we only kissed and made it out of course. Um, and just had a lot of great conversation. It was, um, it was really a good night. And then, you know, if Alexa ever gets to talk about it or, you know, on a podcast or whatever, like, I think, uh, I know actually, cause I'm still friends with her today that she, you know, has no regrets about how things played out and, uh, really enjoyed the night as well as like, we both felt a little bit mischievous. It was, you know, kind of cool. Sure. We got to both meet each other. We, um, you know, the way things are going to play out, um, uh, you know, and it was, it was everything that I hoped it would be, especially that first night, I will say. And, um, but yeah, so, and you know, of course, like in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, I'm really about to leave here without getting to actually like meet her on the, 
on the beach when I was like, uh, the next day, that was kind of like another bummer in the back of my head as well. Um, but, but yeah, man, I, uh, that's kind of how the whole Alexa thing happened, um, for the most part. And, um, yeah. Allie has a question for you, Ivan. Uh, yeah. Can you talk about the 5am, uh, like alarm call you made to the front desk that you needed a wake up oh, call Jesus. at 5am? Yeah, that was a real bonehead move. I'll be honest. I mean, that's what Wells said, like really shot you guys in the foot. No, it was I, I don't a, even was, know what you're talking about. What what happened? Oh, Ivan can explain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So basically, because we didn't know how they found out, I guess. Uh, well, you um, guys talking on the balcony was when you were t- when you just said that. I've been like, the voices carry outside. Yeah. So we 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 did turn on the TV, um, like not, not too loud, but decently loud, just like try to kind of like cover our voices, and we weren't talking too loud at all. Um, Cause we were thinking about that, but apparently there was a producer that lived next door to her that heard us. And then, um, uh, this is what well said at least. And then she set like a five or 6am wake up call. I was probably like 6am, I think, but we kind of did that as a fail safe, um, uh, in case I fell asleep over there. And they were so, just like, why the fuck would these people want to wake up at five? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Nick, I was not in the best place i swear at the end of paradise there was not the most logical thing to do i mean it honestly it sounds like who gives a shit kind of but then, thing yeah, also yeah. it was like i also like i don't know if i cared that much at that point um to be quite frank because i was like i'm leaving tomorrow like it doesn't, none of this actually matters right now but i will i will say i i you know when i do talk to wells about it and all that stuff i was definitely very apologetic um, i was extremely dramatic on tv and, and i was actually was really dramatic just hearing me in general but um I knew like I couldn't just like downplay it at all. Like I did have to own it. And like, I did like signing up for the show, like you sign up to, you know, have your love story shown on TV and like having good relationships with some of the EPs. I definitely felt bad. Like I kind of, or I didn't kind of, I I definitely went around that and didn't give them, you know, the opportunity to film it or anything like that. So like, I knew that going into like, I was going to give them the opportunity to like film my love story or or breakups or whatever else. So like, I definitely went around that. Um, So I definitely am very apologetic to them. Um, yeah they'll be okay you did a human thing it's not it's not the (laughs) end of the world but yeah you were contrite i guess in the moment and it's good that you acknowledge that yeah no yeah i was fully honestly just wanting to talk to her like it wasn't like anything else other than that i wasn't just trying to say f the producers or anything like that i was like mostly just thinking like this is the girl i've been wanting to see and talk to you and that's what i kind of just did honestly at the end of the day ivan you are not the first person who has snuck out and uh, yes, had private conversations yeah. uh, with yeah, someone yeah, yeah, they yeah. weren't supposed to. Uh, <laughs> I, I was one of them on Caitlin's season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like to say I'm the first guy who got caught like a dummy, though. I don't exposed. know. <laughs> you're probably not. Who knows? You're, Maybe. You're, you're probably not even. definitely not. Knows? Well, no, Caitlin, Caitlin got caught. Caitlin snuck out on her own season. And that was Jeez. part of the show. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. You'll, you'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> I just have one question because, again, you seem like someone who's really, like, again, big on you know, just speaking the truth and accountability a lot of people go on the show and when things don't go well for them have a tendency of blaming the show or blaming producers or blaming the edit just do you have an opinion on that do you think um that sometimes people are the reason that they're they don't look good or what are your thoughts on that i feel like you have an opinion no, definitely. For, yeah, for myself, like, um, I, I definitely hear, like, the complaints. Like, anytime, and I, this actually, like, makes me, like, oh, my gosh, I hate this, honestly. A pet peeve for me is, like, if a person looks terrible on TV or said some very terrible things, I see so many people be like, guys, it's a TV show. It's edited, all that kind of stuff. You're not going to hear me say that. I'm not saying that. Like, I knew what I, for myself, at least, like, I like to think I knew what I signed up for. And, like, 
you know, my actions are my actions. And, um, you know, you don't, of course you don't get the full story on, on all things, but like, that's where you can kind of, you know, talk sure. a little bit more about things like, like I am doing now, but like the way things played out on TV, I like it all kind of like, if I was trying to be objective or if I was, you know, a producer or a production team, whatever, I'm like, this kind of makes sense to me the most, for the most part, like to play things out, like the, like the way they played out. So, um, and, and as far as the EPs, the show, like it's provided me so many opportunities. I had a great experience on both shows, actually being there. I've made lifelong friends, um, so many fun opportunities and, and experiences, um, you know, for this time of my life. So, um, I think they've made, uh, great strides, you know, in the diversity category, they've done things that they said they were going to do. Um, and I just really appreciative of, you know, of the show and, 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 Honestly, the EPs and, the, and or all the producers in general, yeah, in my experiences though. But yeah, I definitely do think there's some blaming on like, you know, that's not fully justified. Like I, uh, I definitely mentioned to like my friends and stuff, like probably like if I had to put a number on it, like 95 or I don't know, maybe it's really high, 90 something percent of the things that people complain about on an edit aren't really the edit's fault. It's their own fault and they're just not taking ownership in my opinion. Um, you know, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of the other Bachelor Nation people might like kind of, you know, take offense to that or whatever, but that's just the kind of the well, way I see it. It's a lot of its context, right? I'm trying yeah. to actually, I'm going on my way to not say the word hyperbolic on this podcast. Mm. I've, I've said it a lot in recaps. I've been called out by my audience and, <laughs> and, and rightfully so. But um, part of it, like you said, it's context, right? Like, and also, yeah. like you said, it is, over, it is over-dramatized, right? So yep. what they're seeing happened. What they did, they did. Is it as bad as or as egregious as as sometimes as we see it? No, you know yeah. it's like whatever. But yeah. you know you got caught, you snuck out, and Wells is here like shaming you like a school counselor, like whatever. And some people watch it <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, how could you possibly do that? So it's a little bit of just like they're sensitive and they don't see it that way, or it wasn't their intention of why they did that, but they still did it, right? And yeah. I've always like what in my perception, my is that again, they're, they're just, what they're not going to do, they're not going to be the friend to tell you no. And they're not going to, they're not the voice of reason. You know, they're not like, Hey man, you shouldn't like, Hey Aaron, like maybe, maybe just chill out. Maybe just let it slide. Aaron, you know, Aaron's <laughs> like, Hey, I'm going to go fuck shit up. And, and, they're, and they're like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I guess maybe, I don't know. Like, and that, that they'll just shrug their shoulders, you know? And then somewhere Aaron's like, they made me do it. You know, so shit like that. But <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Ivan, I, is there anything else we haven't talked about that you want to cover? I feel like you've really, um, I guess I, yeah, just to, you know, end it on a good note here. Like I am truly genuinely happy for like all the couples that came out of paradise, the engagements, Joe Serena, Kenny, Mari, Riley, Marissa, like I'm friends with all of them and, and very happy for them. And then the relationships, Becca, Thomas, Noah, Abigail, um, just like genuinely happy for everybody. I think that was like a great finale and it was great to be able to watch that play out. And um, yeah, they, they all deserve all the love in the world. Like give it to them. They're, they're great people across the board. That's great to hear. Do you think we'll ever see you back on this show or, or do you, are you going to hang up the jersey? <laughs> Nick, at this point, I think I'm retired. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. You know, I've, like a hundred percent done or like, you know, who knows what happens next year. You know, okay. Let me not lie. Yeah. I mean, like, I will say, I'll say this to anybody, like if, if, especially for like a paradise situation, uh, if you're like single, I think it was a great experience at the end of the days, even though I had a bunch of, you know, crazy stuff happen. Like, sure. I think it's a cool way to meet a lot of people, friends or, or potential, you know, um, relationships or to have potential relationship or engagement and whatnot. So, um, I think it's a, it's a great show to do. Um, I'm going to probably keep watching it, you know, um, Michelle season's coming up. I'll check that out. I'm sure here and there. 
um franchise is great could have been stuff, you and so. michelle man i don't know i would have loved to see no, i don't you, uh, know about all that i you know i'm you know i've feel like three months or so yeah i'm three like months it. or so removed from paradise now and i've kind of got some things clicking on my end so oh yeah fine. what is your relationship status um you know i'll <laughs> we'll see i'm not i'm i don't it's a little bit early on right now but uh there's a person that you're interested in that you might have you might sneak out if you yeah so you're talking to somebody, but we haven't defined a relationship yet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we could say that. Yeah. But, you know, okay. and, and, you know, I know there's a lot of people that like, you know, especially for cast members like that are invested in our like love stories. And, you know, when I feel the time is right, I, I might come out and, you know, show her off a little bit. We'll see. But, but maybe um, don't. But your DMs aren't open? No. Okay. DMs are not uh, open. Okay. I no, feel like that's no, all. No. That's really the important question. Um <laughs> Ivan, we really uh, enjoyed uh, having you on. Thank you for your generosity with uh, your truth and everything uh, you had to say. Again, thanks for coming on this show. I, I certainly know you had a, a lot of people reaching out to you, so we, we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, I think I speak for everyone listening. You seem like a really great guy, and um, whether it's the person you're talking to now or someone in the future, we're all certainly wishing you nothing but the best, both in your personal life and romantic life. And uh, we are excited to see you fall in love whenever that might be. Very kind words, Nick. I really appreciate it. Tell Natalie hello for me. And uh, I definitely wish you guys all the best. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ivan. Uh, don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K for Ask Nick episodes that are on Monday. We are back uh, three days a week next week with uh, the premiere of Michelle's season. And uh, if there's nothing else, we will see you back on Monday.